Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from the Debbie Matthews Nashville Realty Newsroom in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Tuesday, January 30th, and we start with local news. The city of Mount Pleasant issued a request on Friday morning asking all customers to reduce their water usage in hopes of avoiding a water boil order. On Friday, January 26th, the city issued a statement stating in part, The last two weeks of snow, ice, and rain have taken a toll on the system, and we are currently experiencing major mechanical issues at our water plant as a result. The system operators, with help from outside agencies, are working diligently to make sure our system stays online. Customer Service Supervisor Ashley Simpson stated the city had already been forced to cut off service from some industrial facilities as of 11 a.m. on Friday in an effort to conserve water. We're asking the citizens to conserve water at this point. There's a lot of mechanical issues. Water levels are low in the tanks. So to avoid us more or less running out of water, we have asked everybody to conserve. Don't use anything you don't have to, she said. Simpson said the request would go through the weekend and the city would evaluate this, reevaluate the situation this week. Your cooperation is important and all users are urged whenever possible to defer activities which may use large amounts of water until this conservation order is lifted. We will announce the end of this water conservation period as soon as we have found and repaired any leaks, made plant repairs, and have restored our water storage to normal levels. The city statement stated, As per the City of Mount Pleasant website, the most current statement reads, Our water tank levels and operations have stabilized for now. We are going to allow for industries and business to return to normal. We ask all customers to continue to conserve water as we are actively searching for leaks within the system. A number of Middle Tennessee utilities have issued boil water advisories in the aftermath of the recent snow and ice, including Giles and Lawrence Counties. Those needing further information on this matter are asked to call 931-379-7717. Join Murray Alliance and Breakfast Rotary for their annual State Eggs and Issues. This event features a panel discussion and question and answer with State Senator Dr. Joey Hensley, Representative Scott Sapicki, and Representative Kip Capley. The event will take place on Friday, February 23rd from 7 to 8 a.m. at the Memorial Building located at 308 West 7th Street in Columbia. The cost is $25 for Murray Alliance members, $30 for non-members or future members. If you are a member of Breakfast Rotary, you do not need to purchase a ticket for this event. To submit a question or topic in advance for consideration... Please email E-G-A-L-L-E-G-O-S, that's E-Gallegos, at MurrayAlliance.com. Marcy Joe's Meal House and Bakery announced it will close for business. The restaurant, formerly an abandoned general store built in 1891, was first opened by Rory Feek's wife, Joey, and his sister, Marcy, in Columbia in 2007. The restaurant is located at 4205 U.S. Highway 431 in Columbia. On social media, they shared the news that after 17 years, the doors to the restaurant will permanently close, stating, A close sign is originally put on the door last week temporarily, just until the broken pipes inside could be fixed, but unfortunately it's not going to come down. 
Between the residual impact on the business from the pandemic, soaring food prices, the deteriorating building, and a hundred other factors, what worked before just doesn't work anymore. We made the decision a few days ago that the restaurant is closed for good and the land and building will be going up for sale soon. Rory Feek shared memories about Marcy Joe's in a blog post. It's the spot where I made my first real storytelling video and later where we filmed 50-something cooking segments for our TV show from 2012 to 2014. Continuing, he stated, We've made music videos there, Overstock.com commercials. It's been featured on Tennessee Crossroads and a dozen magazine articles. It was the setting for a funny, long-forgotten TV pilot we made and another that... Another one that Heidi Klum and Seal filmed in 2011 that never came out. It's where we first hosted the popular songwriter nights that we still do. People have gotten married there, gotten engaged. We've prayed with customers and grieved over them when they passed. It's been bitterly cold inside the winter in the winter and brutally hot in the summer. The floorboards have holes in them and lean hard to the south. When a truck ran into the side of Marcy Joe's in 2009, it just shook a couple of times and leaned the other way. That old restaurant is a piece of history that is now a piece of our history, he wrote. In the next couple of weeks, items from the restaurant will be for sale. Follow Marcy Joe's Mealhouse and Bakery on social media for updates. If anyone is interested in purchasing the property, they can contact Keith at keith at hardisonmill.com. Spring Hill residents have found a way to answer the calls of Tennessee Department of Transportation leaders following the release of the most recent 10-year construction plan. Widen31.com, a website produced by an anonymous source, has a pre-written statement and the ability to sign your name and email address. The form sends a message directly to local representatives. When TDOT came and spoke to us in November, they said the best thing citizens can do is to be in constant communication with the representatives about important road projects, Alderman Matt Fitterer said. Widen31.com just makes that really easy to do, he said. The Transportation Modernization Act, or TMA, plan was released late in 2023, which is the result of an investment strategy for the $3 billion general fund transfer approved in April of 2023 that evenly distributed funds across all four TDOT regions to advance critical transportation projects. A November Spring Hill Board of Mayor and Alderman meeting with TDOT officials yielded additional information, and the project now has secured funding though it is not scheduled for construction until 2033. Jay Klein, legislative director for TDOT, said, We want to call our new motto, What we start, we finish. I think that should be important to this body, particularly in light of that project. Previously, we've had two iterations of our three-year plan that have been generated with this philosophy in mind. U.S. Highway 31 widening did appear on the three-year plan prior to that change in philosophy. The website's letter lays out some of the most important claims from traffic issues in the city. Over the years, our region has experienced significant population growth and increased economic activity, leading to a surge in traffic along State Route 6, Highway 31, it reads. This has resulted in congestion, longer commute times, and a strain on the existing infrastructure. To alleviate these challenges and promote safer, more efficient transportation, I fully endorse immediate widening. The proposed widening would not only enhance the flow of traffic, but also improve safety conditions for commuters. With the increased capacity, the risk of accidents and traffic-related incidents is likely to decrease, contributing to a safer and more reliable transportation network, 
the letter reads. TDOT officials said the cost of the project would top $110 to $120 million in construction fees alone, not including right-of-way acquisition or utility movement costs. The city has contributed more than $3 million in funding already before the project was placed on the 10-year plan. Being placed on the 10-year plan, however, does secure funding, though it is not scheduled for construction again until 2033. Tickets for the 8th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Tournament, happening on April 2nd, are now on sale. Hosted by the City of Columbia, the Mid-State Classic is held annually at Ridley Sports Complex, one of the top recreational complexes in the state. This year's Mid-State Classic will feature the University of Tennessee Lady Volunteers facing off against the University of Memphis Tigers at 5.30 p.m. Earlier that day, Columbia Central Softball will play Spring Hill High School Softball at 10 a.m., Also, Columbia State Community College Lady Chargers will be playing the University of Tennessee Southern Lady Firehawks at 1.30 p.m. Tickets to the Mid-State Classic are $10 and will cover admission to all three games. Tickets can be purchased in advance at www.columbiatn.com. UT and Columbia State have been participating in the Mid-State Classic since 2014, making this their eighth appearance. This annual event at Ridley Sports Complex has become a staple in the community's calendar, drawing support from locals and fans across the state. It provides the opportunity for fans to experience collegiate-level softball at all ages. For questions regarding the Mid-State Classic, please call 931-388-8119. Murray Alliance is launching Size Up Murray on its website on February 2nd, making powerful market research and business intelligence available to all local businesses. Businesses in Murray County can now access industry-specific and hyper-local information to help them grow and make smarter decisions using big data analysis. The research is individually customized for each company. By using Size Up Murray, local businesses are able to rank their business performance compared to industry competitors, discover potential customers, suppliers, and better understand their competitive landscape, and optimize advertising to target ideal customer segments. Size Up Murray helps to level the competitive business playing field by providing small businesses with market research that typically only large corporations could afford to access by contracting multinational management consulting companies or hiring internal research analysts. In today's information economy, if you don't have access to information, your business is at a significant disadvantage. With the launch of Size Up Murray on our website, we are empowering small businesses in Murray County to be able to make data-driven decisions, said Will Evans, president and CEO of Murray Alliance. Size Up uses big data, cloud computing, and computer algorithms to deliver custom analysis for local businesses. The data comes from hundreds of public and proprietary data sources covering firmographic, demographic, geographic, labor, wage, cost, consumer spending, transportation, and more statistics. Murray Alliance is committed to helping locally owned businesses succeed. They are the foundation of our local economy, employ our residents, create new jobs, and make our community a more prosperous place. Launching Size Up Murray on our website is just one more way we are supporting local businesses and hopefully setting them up for success, said Will Evans. This new service provided by Murray Alliance is completely free for local businesses to use and is available anytime through the Murray Alliance website at www.murrayalliance.com. 
For a demonstration of Size Up Murray, you are invited to the official launch event on February 2nd at 8.30 a.m. Visit www.murrayalliance.com forward slash Size Up Murray to register. The Murray County Historical Society has been granted permission by the Murray County Commission to place a time capsule in the new Murray County Justice Center, currently under construction. A selection committee has been created and is ready to receive items. If you have something small and Murray County related that you would like to donate, contact Murray County Commission Chairman Eric Previtti at 931-626-9878 or you can email him at eprevitti, that's E-P-R-E-V-I-T-I, at iCloud.com. Spring Hill has launched a new special census for citizens with the goal of generating enough public, I'm sorry, enough population numbers to receive up to $2 million in additional annual federal funding. Residents can participate in the census by logging onto the city's website at www.springhilltn.org. Earlier this month, Mayor Jim Hageman commented on the importance of the census during the Board of Mayor and Alderman's January work session meeting. I would ask that you citizens take it seriously and fill it out, which is incredibly simple. You go to our website and simply type in how many people live in your house, and you're done. Just like that, Hageman said. It's very important because it will translate into dollars that we get in our coffers to do projects we need to do and or want to do, he said. The city last conducted a special census in 2020, and the decision to launch a new one is due to the continued exponential growth Spring Hill has generated over the last four years. It will also play a vital role in accomplishing much-needed projects, hiring more staff members, and more. Since the 2020 census, the city of Spring Hill is estimated to have increased in population by roughly 10,000 people, which could earn the city an additional $2 million in funding, the city's website states. If the estimated numbers are met with the new census, the additional monies could go to things like hiring additional firefighters and public safety staff, street maintenance, and infrastructure improvements. Murray County government has been awarded a $5,000 matching grant from the South Central Tennessee Development District. The Arts Build Communities, or ABC, grant will help the county commemorate the historic Murray County Courthouse as it celebrates 120 years of service to the community in 2024. The grant will fund a community juried art competition open to all Murray County citizens of all ages. According to the press release, the theme will focus on what does the courthouse represent to its citizens. Citizens are invited to use their artistic abilities to design an original piece of art, all genres are welcome, that interprets what the Murray County Courthouse means. The Murray County Courthouse is an iconic and historic structure for the state of Tennessee. Built by local architect J.E.R. Carpenter before he went on to great fame as one of the leading architects of luxury high-rise living in New York City, this building has been the central focus of Murray County since it was built in 1904. It symbolizes much to our community. This grant is a wonderful opportunity to allow the citizens of the county to interpret and express what the building represents. Murray County citizens will have from now until March 22nd to submit their artwork to the Murray County Archives temporary location at 1446 Oak Springs Drive, Suite 100. Art will be juried in four age categories, elementary, school, secondary school, high school, and adult ages 18 and over. Prizes will be awarded for first, second, and third place for each category, and one grand prize winner will be announced during Mule Day on April 6th. Rules for artist submissions include that artwork must all be original, 
All artwork intended for wall mounting, like drawings and paintings in the 18 plus category, must be submitted in a frame and wired for hanging. All submitted art must be accompanied by a card with the artist's name, contact information, category, title, and medium, and all art must be submitted by 3 p.m. on Friday, March 22nd. Art will be juried by five esteemed artists, which include local photographers Sarah Gillum and Ross Janes, as well as painters James Spearman and Margaret Warfield, and sculptor Jennifer Grisham. The winning submissions will be displayed at the courthouse during the 2024 Mule Day festivities. All submitted artwork will be placed on display at the Prior Art Gallery at Columbia State Community College from May 13th through June 14th. The exhibit will open with a gallery reception on May 13th. For more information about the contest, contact the Murray County Archives at 931-375-1500. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Florence Valeria Westmoreland Burns, 87, a homemaker and longtime resident of Fly Road in Santa Fe, died Saturday, January 27th at her residence in Kalioka. Funeral services for Mrs. Byrne will be conducted Wednesday, January 31st at 11 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Knob Creek Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Tuesday, January 30th from 4 to 8 p.m. at the funeral home. Mr. Randy Irvin Davidson, 71, a retired machine operator for Union Carbide and a resident of Kalioka, died Saturday, January 27th at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mr. Davidson will be conducted on Friday, February 2nd at 1 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Thursday, February 1st from 4 to 8 p.m. at the funeral home. Miss Susan Gail Benderman, 69, former counselor with Centerstone, died Thursday, January 25th at Murray Regional Medical Center. Memorial services will be conducted on Saturday, February 3rd at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. The family will visit with friends on Saturday, February 3rd from 12 noon until the time of the services at Oaks and Nichols. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have mostly sunny skies today with increasing cloudiness this afternoon. There is a slight chance of a rain shower. The high will reach 58 degrees with winds out of the southwest at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect mainly cloudy skies with a slight chance of a rain shower. The low will be around 35 degrees with winds out of the north-northwest at 5 to 10 miles per hour.
Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Are you a homeowner looking to unlock the potential of your home equity? Explore a home equity loan with First Farmers. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and we would like to invite you to access funds with a home equity loan. For home improvements, invest in education, or simplify your finances, you can make your dreams a reality with the power of your home equity. Get started today. Apply online at myfirstfarmers.com or call to speak with one of our team specialists at 1-800-882-8378. Equal housing lender. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is George Rawls with The Way Realty. Please allow me to share a little bit about us. We measure our success by the quality of service you receive. We provide many ways to help you get the most when selling your house, like home staging, landscaping, repairs, professional pictures, and aggressive marketing. Our listings are posted on the MLS, Realtracks.com, Zillow, Realtor.com, and Trulia. Your house will most likely be your biggest investment for your family and for your future retirement. Let us help you fulfill the American dream by buying, building, or selling your next home. And most importantly, let this new year be a great year by putting Jesus 
first in your life. Jesus Christ changes lives. I know because He changed mine. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Tennesseans were hit particularly hard during the recent winter storm as it brought several inches of snow, ice, and frigid temperatures to the region. More than a third of the 91 people killed by the storm in the United States died in Tennessee. Hardest hit was Shelby County with 11 of the state's 36 deaths, followed by Knox County with 7. In recent years, the superstorm of 1993 was the deadliest winter weather event to strike Tennessee. It wreaked havoc from Alabama to Maine, killing 13 in Tennessee and 200 nationwide. Why Tennessee had so many winter deaths in this month's storms remains a mystery, and state agencies remain silent on what drove it. Tennessee Emergency Management Agency Community Relations Officer Kristen Coulter said the agency does not track details on weather-related fatalities. She said it only reports on data received from Tennessee Department of Health and TEMA could not speculate as to whether there was a pattern or reason behind the number of winter-related deaths. The Tennessee Emergency Management Agency continues to stress the importance of winter weather preparedness. The recent extreme cold temperatures are a reminder to Tennesseans to take action to be prepared ahead of winter weather. We encourage everyone to check on friends, family, and neighbors, as well as staying informed through local officials during extreme cold events, Coulter said in a statement. The Tennessee Department of Health also declined to say what led to so many winter-related deaths. Agency spokesman Bill Christian said additional information on deaths due to winter weather would come from local authorities. We cannot speculate on why we've had a large number of weather-related deaths during this recent winter storm, Christian said. We have no additional details to provide regarding the weather-related fatalities, and TDH does not release specific details about deaths given privacy concerns over releasing individually identifiable information, he said. Any information collected about the deaths was done so through numerous calls and emails to a variety of local agencies in each county, he said. National Weather Service Nashville meteorologist in charge Chrissy Hurley said weather-related fatalities are separated into two categories, direct and indirect. Direct fatalities include deaths due to things like cold weather exposure, avalanches, and icicles falling, Hurley said. Because reporting from local and state agencies have been stagnant, it remains unclear how many Tennesseans died due to direct contact with the weather. Indirect fatalities include things like heart attacks from shoveling, car crashes due to poor road conditions, and sledding accidents, Hurley said. Car crashes have accounted for several of the Tennessee deaths. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. 
Looking for a physician? Choosing a healthcare provider for your family is one of the most important decisions you will make. Murray Regional Medical Group delivers primary care for individuals of all ages from newborns to adults and has an array of specialists ranging from endocrinologists to urologists. With locations in Murray, Lewis, Marshall, and Wayne counties, our experienced team can provide you with quality care close to home. For more information, visit murrayregionalmedicalgroup.com. Murray Regional Medical Group, your health is our primary care. Have you ever wondered if your insurance needs can be personalized? This is Hunter Carey. Our team specializes in planning your insurance needs to get you the best possible solution. State Farm is the largest home and auto insurer in the country. I love bringing that to my hometown. Born and raised in Columbia, I'm grateful for our close community ties. We offer help with home, auto, and life insurance for everyone in our community. Our office is located at 909 South Garden Street, across from the fire station. We're also online at huntercarey.com. That's huntercary.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Middle Tennessee State University football will be well represented in Super Bowl 58 on February 11th in Las Vegas. Four former Blue Raiders are on Super Bowl rosters, with three on the Kansas City Chiefs roster, Darius Harris, Richie James, and Isaiah Gathings, while Charvarius Ward is a member of the San Francisco 49ers. This will be Ward's third Super Bowl and an opportunity to win his second with two different squads. He was a member of the Kansas City team that won Super Bowl 54 and was on the Chiefs team that reached Super Bowl 55. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on Kennedy Broadcasting WKOM WKRM Radio. If you ever miss a part or all of this broadcast, you can listen to it anytime or read the transcript online by visiting frontporchradiotn.com. It's always there for you. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.